Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Keith B. This is episode 16 of the F Your Feelings podcast. The statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. Um, here for another session. Got my brothers with me, David, Lowe, and Mike. How y'all feeling tonight? Sure, I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> tired, boss. Boss, <laughs> man, we're tired. Well, I ain't trying to put you to work, bro, but we got a lot to talk about tonight, man. Got a lot. Yes, sir. Um, it's been a few good minutes since we done had our last episode. Um, you know, we kicked off the new year and, uh, it's, you know, I know I got craziness going on in my life. So, you know, I apologize to our fans, our wonderful listeners that have been tuning in and anxiously waiting for the, for the next episode. So shout out to all of y'all. Appreciate y'all still tuning in for us and, uh, promise you we ain't we ain't left we still here still here to make good content so um thank you for sticking with us um all right so to jump right into it i mean it's it's funny like we all kind of brought our own topics to the table tonight but um you know we're gonna we're gonna try to start off a little heavy and and in in a little light so um we're gonna start off with our first topic choosing your battles and the value of their experiences and so I know, um, Lorenzo, this was your topic. What, what, what did you mean by that? Like in regards to knowing when to choose your battles and then the, the values of those experiences. It's just been, um, you know, we've been back in the office a little bit over the last little bit, um, getting ready to go back in, you know, more regularly. And I was talking to another brother that I work with and, you know, we were just kind of talking about, you know, the changes that have been happening over the last couple of years and everything was going on. And, uh, you know, we all, we all work, we all have work in, you know, various different jobs. And, you know, there's just some, some things that are wrong. They're wrong to everybody to see. Um, there's a million ways to do it better, but sometimes it's just, you know, it's not the hill to die on. And, you know, that, that was something that uh, actually came up twice in one day where it's just like, sometimes even though it, it feels like it's the right thing to do or the just thing to do, it's like, do you really want to sit down and spend all that time and energy fighting certain battles in your personal life and your professional life? Um, if, if the outcome is, I guess you do that cost benefit analysis and, and decide whether or not the outcome is, is worth fighting in, you know, I feel like that equation changes the older you get. And I don't think it's necessarily just the whole, you know, oh, I'm too old for this stuff that, you know, a lot of people say, but, you know, the, there's a wisdom component. I just kind of wanted to hear, you know, what, what you guys have experienced in that. Yeah, I'll lean in on it. So, you know, it's funny you bring that up, right? Because I was, I was, it's crazy, like, on, on Facebook, you know how Facebook will show you, like, old posts that you made when you were younger? Mm-hmm. And, bro, like, Lorenzo, and I know you, you know, we've known each other for a long time, especially throughout college. And some of the stuff I used to say, bro, I can't yeah. believe I used to say some of that yeah. stuff. And like, and I and I would pop off over like the smallest of things in comparison to now. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, like you just mentioned with maturity and to me, once you've started to like gain success in your career or just in life in general, you start to realize like, man, I actually got stuff to lose. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And so now you're and, a little more even, hesitant. Go ahead. And I was going to say, not even just that, but it's like, you know, you talk about the things that you used to go in on. You know, I think back to when I first got here, you know, I've only been in the industry. What is this, 2022? I've been doing this for about 11 years in the energy industry. Um, I used to joke, not really joking, that, you know, I would go on crusades for issues that I cared about, you know, put in a ton of energy. And, you know, here I am, new guy coming in trying to change everything up. And I would spend, you know, not that you have free time at work, but, you know, it's like, you know, that time that you have after you get your stuff done, it's like, okay, I'm going to go fix this. And then you get later on in your career when you get more senior. And it's like, I actually have some of the influence and the connections to actually fight some of these battles now. But is it even worth it? Do I even have energy for this? And do I even... Mm. You know, is, is it worth me spending my limited time and resources on this particular issue? Or do I let the young guys do it? The young guys, young girls do it because they still got the energy for this stuff and they don't know better. They ain't jaded like me. <laughs> it, I, I'll say this. Um, just just realizing that 
is it worth it? Like your energy, spending that much time into something that, um, yeah, you may be able to fix a little bit of it, but what's what's the real um, effect that it's going to have? Like, you know, return on investment. If I, if I spend this much time on it, how much is it going to change things? And that's kind of how I look at it now. It's like, uh, sure, I can put a lot of energy into this, but if the, the reward is not going to be, you know, like drastically changing the situation that I'm in, then I'm more so like, mm, not so much. I'm going to put my energy somewhere else that I feel like I could get a better return on my investment. You know, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, we could we could we could definitely break it down and make it make it look pretty and make it good, but you know, is it is it really gonna change um the situation that much? And that's that's a lot of times if it for me, if it don't affect, you know, if it don't change the trajectory of the family, um, if it don't move better the business completely for everybody um uh, something that's that's going to be a, a huge change and everybody see the difference a lot of times I'm just like man it ain't it ain't worth the invested time cuz that's 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 my biggest thing having the time um the way I see it no I agree I I agree 100% man and um you know to your point Lorenza I mean it's 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 definitely for me, I've I've shifted my focus, right? So, like, I mean, you know, we, you you mentioned the industry and in regards to like, you know, our careers and work, and yeah, like, you know, in the beginning, you were, you know, at least I was, I was kind of overzealous in regards to like certain, you know, um, tasks that were at hand, trying to like move up in my career. But then, you know, once you kind of elevate to that to that level, um, you don't you don't you know go after those things as, as hard as, as you used to for those opportunities. Right. Cause you, you sort of cemented yourself, you know, in, in, in the game and whatnot. And so you do kind of let, you know, the, the younger up and coming, you know, individual contributors try to take on those roles. But for me, I've tried to, you know, kind of shift my focus away from, you know, that grind for myself in order to make myself better to like, you know, like, how can I empower like people around me? Or like, how can I bring in more faces that look like me and give, you know, these people the opportunity to thrive? And, um, you know, something along those lines is, is where I've started to shift my focus. I know, um, David, you were just talking about mentorship in regards to like STEM. And that's something that's an area that, you know, obviously we, um, we as a community need more of, um, you know, yeah. to your point, I mean, you know, we're, we we both are, are looking for opportunities to get involved. And so, um, you know, so any of our listeners, like if you, if you guys know of any opportunities where, um, you know, we can, we can join in something like that, where um, we can put more energy and, and, and cultivate growth in a certain area in our community, in our black community, then um, by all means, please give us a shout out and let us know. Um, because, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at in life is where, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking looking at things so much for me, but more for the generations behind me and how we can, um, you know, create that change. Yeah, I think I think that's the big piece. Like for real, now in this um, in this stage, it's it's more so how do you how do you cultivate those that are coming up after? How do how do you build? Um, give them the baton and be like, hey, look, this is how it runs. This is how change look from, and how do we get there from your lens? Um, is is really how I'm looking at things now? Because you know I'm 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 a little older now. You know, forty I hit that forty five, and it was is 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 most of the time when I'm looking at something, I'm always looking at it into as 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 a group, as the bigger picture. Now you know. Um, Cause to be truth be told, I at fifty five, I want to be cool, and I don't want to work for nobody else. I don't want to work for myself at that point, but I want to make sure that I've done the work and put measures in place and be able to bless, uh, bless the other people that are around me in in a manner of they could take up the baton and and run. And that kind of leads me into the the second part of the question, which was you know the value of experience. Um, two things, kind of 
you know, we were, we were older, more established, you know, how do we keep that from becoming uh, complacency, comfort with the status quo? Um, how do we keep cynicism and apathy from stopping us from taking up battles that really are worth the fight? Like, um, you know, yeah, you know, there's, there's a component of letting other people carry the mantle, but sometimes there's like, you know, you are the one that should be carrying this torch. Um, mm. and you are in the place and, you know, you have the option now to say, not my fault and not my fight, not my problem. But, um, you know, when do you have that discernment, that wisdom to know that, you know, no, I need to, I need to get involved here. And, um, and when I talk about experience, um, I was actually, you know, reminded of a game that I used to play a long time, uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Republic 2. One of the characters in there was, um, little bit extreme on this philosophy but they were basically of the opinion that hey um you shouldn't help people because you're robbing them of their agency and the, the chance to grow the chance to, to experience things now they went uh a little bit far because they were to the point where it's like you know hey if you see a dude walking across the street about to get by a truck uh you should let him go ahead and get hit by a truck because he need to learn that lesson and you know maybe that's a little bit much but you know, that that whole thing kind of stuck with me for a long time because, you know, I, I've been in um, what I would consider a codependent relationship. And um, I, I saw a lot of the, the damage you can do by trying to carry someone through their life. And uh, the fact that you, you can't you can't live somebody's life for them. You can't force people to make good decisions. But um, there there is a kind of a balancing point between um, helping someone out and letting them live life and experience life and learn lessons that really can't be, you know, you can, you can tell somebody the right thing to do, but there's experience that comes with taking the licks and how do you know where in that balance you should be, which I know is real relevant for y'all because all of y'all have, you know, children. So that, that's an everyday thing. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, um, you know, it's interesting you say that and it, it you know, it kind of, makes me um, think about our next topic, jumping into um, friendships, um, you know, but also you can see in, in the same context for relationships, um, you know, and then, and then to your point, even, you know, with your own children, you know, where's that cutoff point, right? You know, and so, I don't know, man, I mean, I, me and my wife, we were talking about it the other day, where like, in, in not only just in your relationships, like intimate relationships, but even in your friendships, you really look for like-minded individuals that will compliment you um, or, you know, kind of push you to grow, but not necessarily to the point where like you're dependent upon whatever they're providing to that relationship. And so, you know, to your point, you can, you can end up being in a, in a very, um, I don't know. I, I refer to it as almost like a parasitic relationship where one person is literally living and feeding off of the other person, you know, um, in its entirety. And, you know, to that point, kids are like parasites, in my opinion, um, <laughs> up until a certain age, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, at the same time, man, you, you gotta, you do gotta give them room to grow. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes like it's funny, like when my son was younger, you know, he was, you know, learning to walk and do certain things, you know, and so he would be about to do something, you know, that might hurt him, hurt himself. And, you know, my wife would be like quick to kind of stop him. And I'd be like, oh, wait, 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 let's see what Watch happens. this. Watch this, <laughs> you know, and then he would, you know, he might do it. Sometimes he did it. Sometimes he didn't. But then when he would did it, I would literally not trying to be an ass, but I would go up to him. I'd be like, I bet you won't do that again. You know what I'm saying? Because some of the le some of the best lessons you learn in life, bro, you gotta you gotta live that shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta feel it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, feel, gotta it. feel the bump from it. You know, and I exactly. Mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Is because like if you really care about a person, either as a friend, a family member, or a child, or something like that, uh, when they hurt, you hurt. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to to watch people walking into a situation that you know is gonna hurt them, um, and you have the power, at least in your mind. To, to, to intercede and to stop it and to save them from that pain. But then, you know, I, I think, you know, as you get older, as you can, you know, get more wisdom and as you live more on yourself, on your side, you know, it's like, yeah, some, some of these lessons you have to, you have to, you have to walk through them and you have to take those lumps, but it, there's definitely a balancing act because I've seen what happens 
when um people become in that parasitic codependent relationship and they just they never they never advance beyond a certain part of their life like they, they stay at whatever age they were when they entered into, into that relationship and they never develop because they never had to struggle they never had to do anything and see it in it for me I, I look at it as as purpose you know and and whenever you get into those type of relationships it's like the purpose of the other person is put on hold and it's lost because the, everything is put into that other person, the other person that's providing. Um, and I think that that's, that's where a lot of people are, um, especially now, because so many people want people to be here and have all of these different things stacked up. And it goes back to like back in the days, what are you bringing to the table? Um, and, and I really, I really think that man, um, like we said before, you you gotta bump your head. You you gotta you gotta feel you gotta feel it because I could tell you all day. Like literally, I could I could please don't do this. Like my daughters be like, baby, don't be talking to these knucklehead boys. Don't do this here. But it's gonna be a time where they're gonna end up talking to a boy, and you know what I'm saying he's gonna be on some other stuff that that is outside of the values, and it's gonna break their heart. Do I want to to shield them from that? Absolutely, I really do. Am I able to shield them from that? No, they got to feel that so that they know exactly, okay, this joker (laughs) is not what I'm looking for. So now I got to be more careful with who I am and how I deal Um, in a point to where they never have to depend on anybody. It's it's more so that they will... um, add value to each other um, throughout the relationship is, is, is really what I'm, I'm, I'm praying. About. Yeah, man, absolutely. And you know, with kids is, I mean, I don't know, like it, everybody argues which one is, you know, greater in their development, nature versus nurture. Um, you know, I, I think about my own childhood. I, I, I would say both. Um, you know, I'm a product of obviously, you know, my parents, but then also the environment that I grew up in. And so, what they see and what they experience um, to me holds a lot of weight. And so, you know, in regards to like, you know, your, your daughters, if, if they see you and they see how you treat, you know, your, your wife, Absolutely. Um, then they, they already have that example of what it should look like and what it should be like, you know, so when they do run up on somebody, and they and you know they trying to treat them a certain way. They're like, no, nah, that ain't that ain't what that's supposed to look like. You know what I'm saying? So th- they already had that foundation. Now, unfortunately, for a lot of brothers and sisters in our community, you know they don't have that example growing up. And so you do the best you can, right? You know. And for those individuals, you know, I encourage those to, um, you know, if if, if there's a, a close family member or um, you know somebody in the church or in your community that you look up to that you could, you know, have conversations with just in general about life, um, by all means, try to gravitate towards those individuals and, um, you know, seek that guidance and that counseling out. But, you know, for, for those who are blessed enough to have both parents in the household and you're able to see, you know, what a healthy dynamic is supposed to look like, you know, not just in, again, not in just, you know, um, relationships in regards to intimacy, but also in, you know, partnerships and friendships, um, you know, that it goes a long way. And so at least, you know, when it comes to my son, my, my, my hope is that he sees how I interact. He sees how I move and he can follow suit or at least have a baseline as to what it should be. And then, you know, make his own, obviously, um, interpretation of it, you know, moving forward. But, you know, I, it's it, it reminds me a lot of like you know that 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 prodigal son story where like you know you always gonna fall back to what you know, you know right. what you've been right. taught. So, you know if that if that's solid, Ooh. then I, I think everybody will be good. Ooh. And and I have a question about that though, because even if, if like me, I have a default setting. You know what I'm saying? Something something crucial happened then. I fall no matter how hard I try and I, you know what I'm saying? I pray about it. Some some things happen, then you probably gonna get the other side of me. You mess with the the, the wife or the girls, then I'm showing my behind. <laughs> um and for me, man, literally, um 
I'm really trying to get to a space, like you say, correct a lot of the behaviors from from the past, from even growing up. And we in in the talking about friendships, trying to co- cultivate new friendships in this season, man, is 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 one of my challenges. Um, and I say that because everything that I got going on is like family, is is work. Um, and by the time I'm 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 halfway getting time for myself trying to grow friendships through that is becoming a huge challenge, even with, with having solid people, finding the time to, to build those relationships is, is, is challenging. So what do y'all brothers think about that, man? And how do y'all combat? I can, I can lean in. So I'm be honest with you, bro. Like a lot of my friends and I use that word like in like air quotes, cause realistically, man, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like friends that I had that, that are still around, I don't even see them as friends. They're like family to me, um, you know, and then people that I come across that I feel like we have um, similar interests in. Um, I guess I would call them a friend, but I don't know, man. Like when, when, when I think about a friend, I'm thinking about, you know, like back in the day, like, yo, like if I'm getting jumped, you going to jump in with me, you know what I'm saying? And, and help Absolutely. me out. Or if I hit a hard time or, you know what I'm saying, you see me struggling. Or even if you see me wilding, you know what I'm saying, you're going to pull me aside and tell me about myself. You know what I'm saying? That way I can get back on track. I I don't know, man. I mean, for me, I think some of those, um, you know, kind of to tie it back to what Lorenzo talked about, the value of experiences. Some of those experiences that you have with certain people you're not going to be able to recreate that with new people that come into your life. And so like, you know, for instance, I mean, like me and Lowe, we done known each other since we was 18. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like I'm, I'm turning 34 next week. I mean, that's, that's 16 years. You feel me? Like, you know, I mean, we went through undergrad together. Like, bro, like I remember going to his dorm, you know what I'm saying? And and like, you know, us laughing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But like, you know, we used to work them odd jobs at night, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? All across campus. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, you know, I ain't going to never be able to find somebody even close to somebody like him in my life because of those experiences. You feel me? Right. And so it's it's tough. Now, you know, now here go the sad part is that some of them same people that I used to roll with that I back then I, I thought were family and I love them dearly and I still do. But they fallen by the wayside. You know what I'm saying? Because life, to your point, life, career, family, it could take you in a totally different direction. You know, God has us all on our own individual paths and it's up to him whether he allows us to hold on to those relationships or not. Um, So it's I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe it's not the answer that you want to hear. No, that's dope. That's dope. And, and, And I do. I get that, man. Like, you know, for me, like like. My, a lot of times I run with, I run with people that I know what situations that we we could be in, you know what I'm saying? Like, like y'all know, y'all we could go anywhere, and I know ain't nobody finna do nothing stupid. I right. got some friends still back at home. It's, it's like, mm, now nah, I can't go there. With <laughs> 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 no, we can't. I can't go there because you know what I'm saying. I don't know how the situation is gonna happen. Right. Um, but and for me, like literally, like that friendship piece. Now getting into you know this stage in in, in life, it's like you know what, man. Like you look around, it's like like y'all brothers and the brothers at at at, at the house. But for somebody just to pick up and be like, hey, look, let's go somewhere and break bread. Let's go go sit down and find it. And for me, like legit finding the time to do that, and not even being funny, but. Find it's it's hard enough to find that time to be with my wife and family yeah. at this stage in life, and now it's like, man, damn, do I, I don't got no friends. I can go no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it's 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 tough because because everybody else have schedules and these things like that, and it's like, you know what, man? Um, that's something that now is like me praying about and being intentional. Um. And looking at it, cause you, oh, go ahead, Mike. No, nah, that's the word. The word. The word is intentional. Um, any relationship, whether it's personal, professional, um, the word Keith used, whether it's family. Um, you're right. We all we all have lives. We all have a lot going on. 
um, I am even intentional with, with my parents and my grandparents, you know, no man knows how much longer we have on this earth, but I know that those types of relationships, you have to continue to work on those as well. You know, I've made it a point to, um, invest in the older generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when it comes to my kids, my kids video chat with their grandparents, all of them, you know, pretty regularly. You know what I mean? So little yeah. things like that. But um, I wanted to touch on a couple quick things. I apologize. Y'all earlier had a couple technical difficulties. That's why no one heard anything from me. But I'm here. So let's take a quick step back really quickly. Um, the questions that I have in regards to um, experiences, friendships, so on and so forth. Um, are you encouraging or enabling? Are you supporting or suffocating? Mm. So those are the questions that I have for Lorenzo. I believe that every situation is individual. You know, when someone comes into your life, you're, we, we don't know uh, the duration. Um, we don't know um, the impact because there are people sometimes that you meet that you've only known each other for a shortened period of time and the relationships go. For example, my relationship with Lorenzo, I met Lorenzo on a plane. I don't talk to people. Like I'm the person that goes out of his way not to make new friends. And Lorenzo and I met on an airplane, introvert, introvert. We weren't going to talk. If if we weren't stuck on a plane waiting for the UK to arrive, we probably never would have spoken, but that's just kind of how it went the down. Okay. <laughs> Put remember that yeah, yeah I'm, I'm i'm i put it out there but <laughs> um even in terms I, i'm so sorry like i said i'm just i'm kind of catch up on the conversation because i had a janky situation but anyway um even you were talking earlier about the value of experiences um and again i still go back to it being uh individual you know that line you know where where do you help and when do you stop no one wants to be an enabler um, I've found that as I've gotten older, I am a lot more cautious when it comes to doling out um, my time, my gifts, my knowledge. So, for example, even with my siblings, you know, I have some siblings where if they call me and ask me a question, I have to do this. I point the finger back at them like, listen, what do you want to do? Because I know that the things that I'm going to say are going to go in deaf ears. And I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm upset because you you made me waste my time. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, and, you know, just to close the circle, you know, talking about beating friends recently, uh, I literally met Dave uh, trying to, you know, I was, I was paying him for, for some of his training services. Mm -hmm. And we hit it off basically in the middle of him doing his job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I kind of... Yeah, I kind of felt bad because I'm like, you know, I'm trying to chop it up with this dude. He's trying to get through this train. I'm sure he got customers after me. And then, you know, it just became something that was like, hey, this is a quality person. And then, like you say, intentionality um, it helped that, you know, we were all kind of connected, you know, one person removed from the other, that kind of stuff. Because, you know, Dave knew both of y'all before, you know, me and him really became friends. But, you know. It was intentional. It was like, hey, y'all don't talk to this guy. I value his input. And, you know, as we've been more intentional about, you know, recording this podcast, talking about things that are going on, even just saying, hey, what's up? Look what I just got. That kind of stuff. It becomes a friendship. And I think that's the biggest difference, like Keith was saying, between, you know, being a, a, an adult male and, you know, being, you know, in school or, you know, being in any kind of situation. Because, Dave, you serve. Um, so, I mean, that that's a situation where you're in contact with people all the time and you see the same people all the time and you have the chance to develop those relationships. Whereas, you know, as an adult, you know, people have, people have lives. And um, that's one of the things that I really had to come to terms with is you have to really let go of not, not even just the expectation, but, you know, any kind of personal slights that you might feel for other people having lives that take them in different directions. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's just what happens when you grow up. Yeah. And, you know, I think some people get upset. They get stuck on it. You know, I ain't got no real friends. Ain't nobody checking for me, all this kind of stuff like that. And it's like, bro, they got whole family. <laughs> Everybody got stuff. Right? 
you know, they trying to make it just like you trying to make it. Give them a break. And, you know, like you said, intentionality, um, that's 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 the, the key for this stage in our lives is we have to make time, make it a priority to develop friendships and go out and see people and do things. Um, not that, you know, you know, oh, yeah, we got to have guys night every week or something like that. But even, you know, we've been talking about having a trip to, you know, South Carolina to visit certain establishments, of, you know, legal establishments for for a minute <laughs> now. And, you know, that's something that I definitely want to do, but it's got to be done. And um, Mike, circling back to your question about, um, you know, whether you're being an enabler or helper or anything like that, that makes me think of a, a very recent example from my career um, where, you know, as a young, younger guy, not that much younger. He was only a couple of, young, couple of years younger than me, but he was younger in his career than I was. And um, one of the, the challenges that I think he had was knowing how to talk to people in our industry. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Gold Boys Club is strong here and mm-hmm. um, he's of uh, Southeast Asian descent. And so you're not saying that he doesn't know how to talk to people, but just from watching his interactions with other people, there were some rough edges and some things that, you know, he's like, no, you, you don't talk to people like that. Let me help you out. But part of not being an enabler or being a harmful influence on somebody is also understanding when you are not the person to offer them the help that they need. Mm-hmm. Um do, did I know how to do things and how to talk to the people that he was having trouble with? Yeah, sure. But I wasn't necessarily equipped to talk to him because number one, I didn't have the cultural background to really articulate some of these, um, the finer points of human interaction, because it wasn't really a professional thing. It was, it was an interpersonal thing, which is, you know, the majority of most jobs, but it's like, I didn't really have the background and I didn't really have the kind of relationship with him that I would need to, to really, get that experience across to him. So for a lot of times, I just kind of had to sit and watch him go through it. And luckily, I think when he moved on to another position, he found somebody that was able to speak to him more directly and say, you need to stop doing this, this, and this, and you need to do this and this. And that's something that I just had to recognize he wouldn't be able to receive from me in a way that would be useful or that would not damage the relationship. And you know, that's just how it is sometimes. And you have to have the wisdom and discernment to, to understand where, you know, good intentions could lead to harm. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, with that being said, social IQ is a, is a thing. And to understand socially your environment and where you're at, I think a lot of people don't, it's not really something that you hear them talk about, especially in regards to like the workplace. But having a high social IQ, that can actually get you pretty far in life um, in regards to networking. So um, just wanted to throw that tad bit on there. Man, 100%. But, um, <laughs> just real quick. Yeah. But here, here's here's the thing, you. though. That, that's, that's a rare skill simply because how everybody communicates now. You know, understanding others' cultures and, 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 and looking at it and, and being able to see the different nuances, just like the Southeast Asian, you know, a lot of times they're very direct, very strong whenever they speak, you know, and, and teaching them, hey, look, hey, you might want to phrase it this way instead of that way because it came off as disrespectful the way that you just said it. Yeah, and definitely. you know what I'm saying? Some, some, just having that that tiny skill in, in your pocket to be able to use at any time could carry you a long way because other people look at it, well, okay, he's trying to help me. He's not trying to be a, a butthole and, and belittle me in these situations. Um, and then the number one skill that I think all men can develop when it comes to their relationships with women is knowing when to stop talking. <laughs> it can take you very far in life. Yes. Because yeah. you could be talking your way, you know, in, in a really good direction. And if you don't know when to stop talking, you can talk yourself right over the other side of that mountain, right down, <laughs> right down the steep side. That's true. Ooh. Man. Yeah, man. I say it all the time. In certain situations, you can be in the right but still be in the wrong. And I know y'all know y'all know exactly what that means. It goes back to it. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is this the hill I want to die on today? No. <laughs> Absolutely, but not. But Bro, I don't. I don't even cross them lines no more. Dude. Like I don't Man. even. I don't even take them kind of risks no more. Mm-hmm. Now I say it like this. If you cross that line, we can hold hands and walk that bridge together. But mm. I, as far as me making that move, nah, they, like, 
you know, especially when it comes to certain conversations, especially when it when politics and race come up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like you got to be careful. I mean, like, mm. yeah, dude, yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I got a phrase that I always use. Well, what do What's you that? think? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like use that one too. <laughs> what, well, what do you, do you think? think? What do you oh. think? Oh, because if, because if I say what I think, people feelings gonna get hurt. Exactly. But but see, now I already know that you when you say it, I already know what you're gonna say. But let me keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that give me an out. <laughs> and you know, certain statements don't hit the same when they're coming from uh, other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. That, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, and you know, I mean, it, it even goes like you know, not to even bring up the word, right? You know, but it it, it is what it is, like because I I use it occasionally, mainly amongst friends, right? But the word nigga, like it, it's all about obviously the context and the person it's coming from, and on top of that, the relationship that you have with that person. There you go. You know there what I'm saying? Go. If you don't have a, a relationship of- with that person, you. you don't 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 say it to them because there's so <laughs> much history behind it. There's so much history and culture behind it. Like me personally, I don't use it in mixed company, and I don't use right. it with everybody. I don't use it with all skin folk because all skin folk ain't kin folk. Mm, and uh, exactly. you know, even some people in my family, you know, they like, hey, I don't use that word, and I respect that. I try not right. to use it, but I get around my brother. We some old country, you know. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. But um, <laughs> and it's just it's people nowadays that. Like you say, depending on who you are, it's like people just be dying to say the word, and it'd be like, "Look, man, just let's just not even go there." Yeah, bro. To your point, I don't even say it to black people. I don't even know. Like, right. no, no, because you because yeah. you don't know them, right? You, you yeah, don't know yeah. that that might be traumatizing for them, but you know, other people just like I, I, I see some of these young kids nowadays, and you know, it's like, did is nobody sitting young black kids down and having to talk with them about? their place not in their place but who they are in this country because i see so many young black black dudes especially mouthing off at the cops and it's like do you not know what what happens to people that look like us in these situations and you know people just acting fresh you know don't you know who i am all this kind of stuff just because they see people going viral doing this stuff on the internet they think that they can get away with it too and it's like you know we don't we don't that that that's fantasy you know that that's that's la la land. We live in real life. You know, real life. You pop off at the mouth. Somebody don't like your skin color. You dead on the sidewalk. So it's true. We was it's it's a new breed, bro. I'll say that much. A, a whole a whole, and it's funny because it, they have a whole different language that they use. Like they, my boy, dude, who are you calling a boy? Yeah. What, what, yeah, what are you talking about? Right. And, and, and girls calling girls dudes. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm used to them calling the B word now. And you know what I'm saying? But right. My, dude, I heard, look, what's my boy? Well, they get a lot of that from the Who, who are you talking to? And they think that they can talk <laughs> like everybody that they see on TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. They see everybody that, you know, everybody that not even necessarily look like them talking all this stuff. And they're like, oh, I could do that too. I could go viral just like they did. And it's like, uh, you Yo, but here's the thing, I got a, though, I got a I th- retarded question. Retarded question. When, when did the word "jit" die off? Remember, remember everybody. Man, used to I don't know. <laughs> you know, I still use "jit." Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, the jit bugs. Right. Yeah. We all from Florida, like "jit." Yeah. Like he, he. But see, and that's the thing. That was our. our that was our vernacular back then. That's how we talk. They got a whole different way that they talk now, and it's just, it's weird to me. You know, but then again, that's that's just what they say. Like my daughter, she she called my other daughter dude. I'm like, she's not a dude. Don't do that. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh man, I, 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 can, I can see, oh, dude. What's up? Like, but I I I guess I say it, but I'm saying she's a girl. Don't you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Don't call her a boy. Like, quit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of it is because people aren't doing like what Mike you say you're doing where you keep your kids in contact with the older generation. They aren't they're not around anybody that has the lived experience of knowing what the N-word can do, what what that means, you know, what the the history around that. You know, they they might hear about it from somebody talking some stuff on some woke channel or something like that. But um, you know, they ain't gonna get it from school, especially not in Florida anymore. Um 
you know, they're not going to get it from any media because no. all the movies or anything, any of the media that would have really articulated that dynamic, that's, that's old. We don't watch that no more. And then, like I say, unless you're around your grandparents, great-grandparents or somebody like that, people that actually live through those times, they don't, they don't get it. Here's the you know key what? For me. The, oh, go ahead. Here's the key for me. In every, every situation you're in, there's a language. There's a language of, of work and a, and, a, and a way that you have to speak in that setting because that's just the way that it, that's that's the verbiage of where you are. Even like in the military, we use a lot of acronyms. And if I come in your in, into your establishment using these acronyms, you would have no clue of what I'm saying. And that's where I I I I'm very intentional about the way that my daughters speak and the way that my daughters interact with one another because I want them to be able to articulate themselves in any situation in which they go in. And if they get used to speaking or, or dealing with each other in a different manner, they'll go somewhere else and do the same thing. And that's not acceptable once it's outside of these different sectors. So I want them to be mindful and, and, and be wise whenever they enter each room and be able to deal um, and be able to speak the language and understand the culture and space that they're in. That's that social IQ. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we used to call it's, it, code switching. Yeah, code switching. Is that yeah. still a term? Is that still a thing? Did they yeah, call it that? Now? Still yeah. a thing. As long as this skin is brown, it's gonna be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> would you argue? Would you argue to be a minority means that your social IQ is naturally slightly ahead of the majority? It has to succeed and prosper. Yes, it has to be. Well, it has to be. I, I agree with that, and. Just from the you know bare bones base of the the discussion, you know when you are in a position as a majority, people are more than likely trying to adapt to you, whereas you don't have to look the opposite direction to to understand other cultures. You know when you look at this this food chain, and and I hate to even say it this way, you know, at a young age, if you are a person of color or an underserved group or community you watch who is the majority. You know, you're learning, you're studying, you're watching, you know, you're you're trying to understand their culture, their way of doing things. And and that to me also leads to a different problem because, you know, who who is the standard of morality? You know, right. is is it really the people that people think they are? Is it really? I don't think so. But but yeah, we we have to adapt. We always have, always will. Any situation you can be around, um, for example, actually, I remember a work discussion that I had. I was Joe. Um, it, it was I forget the situation, but a manager was like, well, you know, maybe you should be open minded. And I looked at him. I said, bro, I'm black. I adapt in every situation. He was like, touche. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I'm like, yes. Come on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's real. Though. That's facts. Man. That's, that's real. That's facts. It, but but here's, here's my thing, though. Whenever we go back and we look at, like, historically, you look at the Thurgoods and you look at those type of situations in those circles, um, always, always swift and in, in, in moving into all different circles. But we didn't continue to, to, to teach that or pass that down from generation to generation. We, we adapted the culture of which was pushed in front of us the most on the TV and these different streams and medias. And, and I think that that's where, um, for me in my house, I try to cultivate um, more of a self-thinking, more, more of looking at um, Thoroughgood, looking at, you know, James Baldwin's and their speeches and, and having my daughters and like have a different point of view or point of reference. Um, of just the thought process when they speak, um, is is where I'm, I'm I'm for them. So that even in though it whatever room they're in, they and, and we say code switching, um, and I I agree. We always have had to do that, but I don't think that we've nurtured and pushed um, the education and, and 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 the ownership piece as they did back in the day. Well, and that's the ironic thing is that, you know, back in the day, our culture and our spaces 
were forcibly separated from the dominant culture. You know, it's like, no, nah, y'all get over there by yourselves and do y'all own thing. Whereas, you know, now, ironically, you know, black culture has always been the driving force for advancement of, you know, arts and, you know, really a lot of cultural development in general. And now you have, you know, since the, the late 80s and the 90s, black culture is mainstream for entertainment purposes. And, you know, it's popular to appropriate, you know, black dog, black, black speak, um, you know, AAVE, Bonics, whatever, talk like us. Now, everybody does. Every culture does it. You know, Aquafina got in trouble for it. Uh, what's the name? Iggy is not not Iggy. Yeah, Iggy is a all. Everybody has gotten in trouble for taking our stuff, but they are not turning around to appreciate the culture. So it's like we don't necessarily we are necessarily enforced to be in our own spaces and to to value our own spaces like we like we used to. You know, now that I think a lot of kids are on the illusion that oh we're accepted now. You know, oh we, you know we're on equal footing. When in reality, it's like. It's the, it's the way it's always been. It's like, you know, when it's playtime, you know, we at the club, whatever, you know, all that stuff is cool. But when it's time to get serious, we don't like that. But no, and, and it goes back right. to being able to being able to sit in these boardrooms, being able to sit in these 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 establishments and and and, and be at the table where money is being distributed and moved around uh, and being able to speak the language in them rooms. Yeah, because those those places have not diversified. I mean, you know, they've changed a little bit. There's, you know, right. more different people, but the languages that are spoken in the room where it happens and the way that you present yourself and the, the socially acceptable cues and everything, a lot of that stuff really hasn't changed in the rooms where the decisions are made and the lever of power is stored. And um, I think, yeah, that's just something that's getting lost is that people see this broad, quote unquote, acceptance um, in pop culture and everything, and they think that applies up and down the board. And it's like, no, it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. Now, I will say you still have to maintain the level of professionalism. And I think a lot of times we associate a pre- professionalism with being white or, or, or white professionals. Um, but to that extent, I, I do think, you know, depending on your on your social setting, right, like especially if you're in like a boardroom or in front of, you know, in a meeting with the customer, there's a certain way to conduct yourself. However, to your extent, like I, I do agree, like that change has not happened um, in high places and, and we're still waiting on it. I am encouraged, though, because the adoption of our culture into mainstream culture, um, it, it is. I mean, I'm just being honest, bro, like growing up, like let's be real, like BET was popping and it was popping yeah. for a reason, like yeah. because that was the only channel you could go and see us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, not to change the topics or, or segue, but, you know, in regards to like, you know, m- my topic was black television. But like, I remember growing up watching like, you know, Fresh Prince, Family Matters, Cosby Show. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what, what was it? Um, bro, like the other day, like me and my son and my wife, we were watching uh, the, the new episodes of The Proud Family on Disney. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, yeah. like. It, it we had such a small uh, uh, view, viewpoint in, into what black culture was like on television, but now, like to your point, it's it's so broadly accepted. Now you can watch complete mainstream, um, you know, television or mainstream media, and now you see us pop up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they got a they got a uh, a television show on NBC called Grand Crew, and yeah. it's literally good show. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good show, right? It's pretty good. And it, it, it kind of reminds me of like Friends, right? Like, you know, like the black version of Friends where like oh. these people hang you out know, at the uh, wine bar. You know, the black version of Friends, the original Friends is actually living single. That idea yes. was stolen. Right, right. Stolen. All right, I sorry to interject. Know, no, no, that's, and that's, dude, bro, like that's that's perfect. Like, you no, know, the first time I heard that and I was like, what? And I, had, you know, obviously I, I tried to fact check as much as I could through the internet and found out it was true. And it just kind of brings us back to what Lorenzo was saying, like how they will take something from us and, you know what I'm saying, and use it. And back then they got away with it, right? I mean, let's just be honest, like the cast of Friends, they made millions of dollars, but I'm pretty sure Queen Latifah didn't working on Living Single, which Living Single was a great show. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with like Martin. Like I thought Martin was hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like, you know, all these great shows that they used to pop up back then. Um, uh, what was it? All of Us. Uh, you know, it was, all, it was a bunch of, like, family, black family shows that, that, that popped up. 
um, but never got the recognition. And then they only came on on either BET or back then we had UPN. I don't know if y'all remember UPN. UPN. <laughs> UPN. I remember, um, well, Eddie Griffin was like, UPN stand for unpaid Negroes. Like, <laughs> you know, and because they, I mean, they, they really wasn't getting that type of notoriety and, and money like that. You know what I'm saying? But now that we kind of are, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love seeing shows like Grand Crew, Blackish, and Grownish. But I'm like, man, I feel bad for mainstream because I'm like, y'all missed out on the best shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, yeah, they brought back Fresh Prince, you know, but. <laughs> It ain't the Fresh Prince I grew up on, like you know right, what I'm saying, like right. And you know, I can't, I haven't even been able to bring myself to watch it because it's like that's that what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> it's not even, it's not even close to being the same, man. Like you know, and and I know, you know, I, and I, and me and my wife was talking about it. I ain't, I ain't trying to downplay what Bill did, you know what I'm saying, none of that. But you know, <laughs> I gotta bring up the Cosby Show, bro, because the Cosby Show was a staplehood for me, bro. Yeah, like, but we we had shows that that showed the whole diaspora. Like right. you had Martin acting a fool. You had Cosby show. You had living single. You had different world with the college experience. So you, you saw all different, you know, types of what's going on in the community. It right. wasn't just this one situation to where they, we talk like this, we do this. No, it wasn't that. And I think that that got blown out of proportion. And, and now we're getting back to some of those shows um, with substance, but for, for the last what ten what ten years, it hasn't been that. So these kids, TikTok, <laughs> right. you know, what I'm saying Facebook, Instagram. So they 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 didn't grow up and have those references like you know a different world where they they saw HBCU and saw you know the experience and and, and people going to school and having the the this desire to go to HBCU because I see it on TV. Um, So I think, I think that that's, it's it's beautiful that they're bringing it back and and starting to have more shows um, with substance. It's it's funny you say that, you know, I look at a show like insecure. I had a friend, uh, well, I wouldn't say a friend, but somebody I know recently watched the show for the first time and they commented on it uh, on the, on the social media site. But when you go back to 2016, a show like insecure was revolutionary. One, you had a, you had a a very heavily melanated cast, which was not something that was done. You know, in 2016, just a brief six years ago, we didn't have the variety of shows that showed us with layers. You know, it wasn't a thing. Even if you take a step back to the 90s, I don't know if you all remember this. Um, a lot of the major networks would launch their networks with shows geared towards their black audiences. And then those shows would be successful. But once those networks launched, it's time to switch the script. And I'll give you a couple examples. I don't know if you all have familiar with the show called New York Undercover. New York Undercover yes. was on Fox. Absolutely. It was it, it was it was. African American, Latinx, it was it was heavily driven storylines, musicians, so on and so forth. But towards the last season or two, it's time to switch up the cast. Let's yeah. make the show more global. Let's add IE, let's add white people. Then the show eventually gets canceled. Fox is like, uh, I think we good. You know, they tried it again a couple times, Martin, so on and so forth. But the network basically abandoned that. So then now you look at streaming services like All Black. It's literally a network that has it's, it's heavily geared towards black content. You know, we have so many choices now. Um, I'll give a quick sports joke. I think that we have so much choice. I don't have to like all the black quarterbacks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is facts. Facts. There are people I don't like, and and I don't like them because of their talent ability, and I'm confident saying that. I don't think that person's very good. This is true. Who are you talking about, Jameis? I'm talking about Dak Prescott. (laughs) Prescott. Oh, man. Why you made me say any words, Shout out to Jameis. Right. Shout out to Jameis. There's my boy. I like Jameis, too. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I I I I used to like Dak. I used to like that <laughs> to this past season. But yeah, yeah. This ain't this ain't this ain't a football show. I ain't it's, gonna, not, I ain't it's, not, it's not. It's not. 
you know, so, but yeah, man, that's, that's just my two cents with it, man. I mean, you know, again, I'm, I'm happy to see the adoption of our culture um, by the mainstream, you know, and it's funny, like, bro, like I was telling somebody, I went to a Kendrick concert like a few years ago and we walk up in that mug and you thinking like, bro, like it was Kendrick and then YG was the opener. So like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be straight nigga them in this mug. (laughs) Bro, when I tell you it was a sea of white people, like, I mean, and I'm talking about, bro, like, we we standing in line, bro, like, I ain't even talking about, like, young white kids that smoke weed. No, I'm talking about, I see the mama, the daddy, the grandma, the grandpa, and I'm like, do y'all know he gonna say nigga a lot in this show? <laughs> do you know half the lyrics you ain't gonna be able to say out loud? What are y'all doing to say it out loud? I was gonna say Kendrick. Kendrick actually commented and had an issue with that because they are the ones that are buying the records. They are the ones at the shows, and when he's saying it, they're saying it too. Yeah, that's the thing that kills me is that you have all these artists that trade off of that word, and you know this. I mean, it's kind of hard to not be a little bit hypocritical about it because, you know, one of my favorite artists is Jeezy, T.I., Dirty South Gangster Rap, all this kind of stuff. But back then, you know, a lot of that was really largely still for us. Yeah. And, you know, I I would, I don't envy them their position now where, you know, they go through, they, they say all this stuff. And then, like you said, the audience sings it right along with them. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> You're having a Chappelle moment where it's like everybody's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> laughing at the n-word jokes and he's like hey hold on like, hold on a second man this ain't funny <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's the thing that kills me is that it's like you know i'm glad to see the acceptance of our culture and you know we're flourishing and things are mixing cultures and mixing uh social media and real life and the arts and um, all that kind of stuff but it's hard to see every other culture pick our stuff up have fun with it and then they're able to put it down whereas we still have the skin at the end of the day. Right. At, mm. And that that is a hundred percent facts. Mm. And I would love for us to get past that, but I mean you see these days, you know, history is a controversial topic and it almost feels like we're unlearning the last sixty years of race relations in this country actively. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. How are we supposed to make any progress when we don't even remember yesterday? Well, I mean, they don't teach it. So that's that's an issue in itself, right? I mean, you mentioned Florida earlier, and I know Texas is right along with it. I mean, you know, when I was in, for that week I was in D.C., um, you know, I was able to make it to the museum. And so um, I encouraged my, my manager and her husband to go, and just to put it in the context, that they're, they're, they're both white, um, but beautiful people inside and out. Nevertheless, they went to that museum and they were in there for hours and then they came up to me like at the end of that day and they were like just shocked wow. shocked and appalled it was yeah. like i didn't know this i didn't know i didn't know that the slaves that got brought to america were seen as property and not like how do you not beings. know that they don't teach it bro i'm uh, saying it's they don't teach it and so it's like unspoken it's unspoken yeah so yeah. and, and literally like for us like we were saying for us those are things that are spoken those are taught to us as uh, handed down from our grandparents and and their grandparents and and, and you know those stories on the other yeah. side of the table is not being those those conversations are not being had those conversations are don't we don't talk about that because it's better now it's yeah, better it's for everybody to bring up the past and, you hate and, America. and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and literally, once you start <laughs> start bringing up things like that, you you, you get the buzzwords patriotic um, and different things like that. What is true patriotism? Um, you know, in, in, in the real context of, of the word, what is it? Is it me going off to fight for the country? You know, is, is it me having pride in it, simply having pride in the country? How does that look? Or even this the conservative. Conservative is another word that is 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 thrown around, and it's like, okay, so what is conservative? You know, what is what is truly liberal? Because a lot of everybody say that they're Democrat, but you know what I'm saying? It, that looked like us, but a lot of us are super conservative. 
Yeah. So, so let's let's <laughs> let's really dive into these words and what we're saying and understand what they are. But a lot of people don't talk about it. So therefore it's shut off and it's just used as a cliche and thrown around like, you know, it's 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 nothing. Yeah, but once man. you start pulling back the onion like our grandparents, now your great granddaddy, he was in the fields. He was picking cotton. Yeah. Guess what? It was somebody in the big house that 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 owned them. But though the other side of the, the other side of the table are not having those conversations. And that's the thing you you mentioned patriotism. I had a, a real sobering thought when I was walking around and work on one day, uh, a couple of days ago, and you know there's a war in Ukraine right now, right? War choice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're killing people, like civilians intentionally, and I was like, you know. If that would have happened over here, a lot of people, oh, it'll never happen over here. It can happen here. Um, everybody talks about patriotism. Would you fight for this country? Would you die for something? Do you love this country? And it's like, you turn around and ask them, would you die for the hood? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, that goes back to the, 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 the fights that our ancestors had where it was like, you know, trying to integrate the army and all that kind of stuff. You had Malcolm X and them, they called it, you know, it was like, you know, we'll go and fight for a country that won't fight for us. Oh yeah, oh, I took a picture of a quote that that it was either him or it was somebody else that said that that, that, that they couldn't. But to to your point, um, and I, I think me and um, David spoke on this last time. Ain't a war we ain't fought in. Yeah, Cornette right. Museum. Name one. Okay, name one. You can't. You can't name one. <laughs> Spanish American <laughs> War, Vietnam, World Civil War One, World War, War Two, Civil War on both sides, nigga. Like we had black people on both sides. Like you can't name a war we ain't fighting. That's why you know I had a conversation with my homeboy. He, you know his wife. He was like, you know, they was contemplating moving to Africa because she was like, she don't want to raise a son in this type of environment. You know, and I said, okay, I understand that. You know, he was like, you know, yeah, I'm really considering it. You know, like, you know, the way they treat us here and all that. And I said, yeah, you know, I feel that, bro. You know, but at the same time, I feel like we built this motherfucker. We did build That's it. how it is. And and I'd be damned if somebody kicked me out of my own house. That's like, that's just that. how I feel. Mm. I'd be damned. I had that conversation with myself uh, a couple of years ago. Same same exact thing. He's like, no, nah, we built this. <laughs> Right, right. Y'all, y'all ain't they ain't make this shit overnight. Like yeah. y'all, you we wouldn't be the economic powerhouse that we are had it not been for slavery. Yeah, no difference. Y'all had free labor back in Africa, but they ain't us. They, they're, they're not. And let's be honest, you know. And I tried to explain that the one um, dude I was having a conversation with. I said, "Listen, man, like I'm not. I love. I love everybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a, I'm a man of faith. So, um." You know, there's there's no walk of life that I don't have respect for. Um, but I, I promise you, meet a brother from Nigeria and ask that brother, what do what does he have in common with me? And he will tell you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Like not to say that the culture doesn't hasn't um, been bled over into into the States. You can see the similarities in the music. You can see the similarities in the food. You know, you can see the similarities. They're, they're there. And, 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 and trust me, I'm not I'm not discrediting that at, at, at all but at the same time you know we're, we're, we're very different just because we have the same pigmentation does not mean we are the same type of people right. um right. you know two totally different cultures and so don't get me wrong like you know i i i love uh, my brothers and sisters from africa but i have no aspirations to live in africa <laughs> I am from Florida. <laughs> I'm trying to get back. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm Florida. You know what F-L-A, I'm saying? Hey, not FL. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, and 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 I I I respect everyone who has um pride and, and, and dignity and, and, and holds their culture in high regard. Um and, and I do mine as well. You know, even though, yeah, American culture is it is kind of dark. And, and there are a lot of pieces to it that um, we don't like to talk about, um, but it's still it's still home. You it's know what I'm American saying? Like history, baby. It it, exactly. it is what it is, and all of it, it is exactly. You know, all of it. You you can't eat half of the apple pie. You got to eat it all. Exactly. You know, it's, it's the way I see it. But I'm I keep. I'll be honest with you. I have contemplated moving to Ghana, um, and moving the family to Ghana. Um, 
I've really thought about that. And, and, and I, I, even now I still want property there just, just to get away, just to go. I ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of folks do that. Have, have, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing home, that says yeah, that we home. have to contain our lives within these borders. Yeah. 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 And we, we yeah, can, but we now, can as far as, as far as, you know, t- you go back to where you come from. Oh, no, 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 my friend. I'm in both places. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, I'm invested here. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I'm at with it, man. But um, well, I mean, it sounds like we might. I mean, do, do, do you want to bring up your topic, bro? I mean, I know we we are our way in. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. Maybe you know that was just uh, maybe maybe next time. Maybe next time. Okay. Well, hey, brothers, man, I appreciate y'all so much. As always, we had another fabulous show. Um, definitely touched on a lot of different things. Um, you know, to all our listeners, I hope y'all got something from it. Um, again, man, I mean, don't get me wrong. A, a large part of a part of us do it, you know, for ourselves, just for, for the uh, fellowship and uh, just for us being able to come together. But at the same time, our goal, our purpose is to be some sort of enlightenment to y'all. And so Hopefully y'all can take away with any of the um, remarks or comments that were made today and, um, you know, maybe have it shine light on an area in your life that that, that you uh, maybe didn't have a lot of knowledge on or or maybe be able to spark a discussion with someone that, um, you know, is, is open, who has an open mind and is willing to discuss those type of topics. So. Um, so, again, man, I appreciate y'all. God bless y'all, um, you know, and, and thank you for another episode. And with that being said. I want to, again, remind our listeners, we're always open to your feedback and to any sort of comments or remarks in regards to the direction that we can take the show. Feel free to hit us up on our Facebook at FYFpod, our email address, FYFpod at gmail.com, or you could drop a line at 407-243-8449. God bless y'all, and y'all have a good one. Y'all be blessed. Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite new podcast. It's your boy, Keith B., with another episode of F Your Feelings Podcast. Statement that's actually a question about faith, family, fatherhood, friendship, and everything in between. We have an obligation, you know, amongst ourselves. As as we obtain this knowledge, we have to pass it down. I often wonder how would I move different in those type settings. You know, we, we never had no liquor in the house or no wine, so, like, you know, <laughs> we was... We believed in holiness. <laughs> Just even inside this one room with four black men of roughly the same generation or adjacent generations, we come at that completely different. The things I pray for, I pray for all, every day I pray for when I'm making a decision, I pray for the Lord to make it clear, make it plain, make it obvious.